and we are testing ones. Can testing anybody, live. Can anybody do a Terry Gross impression? I'm, I'm with my guest today, Ira Glass, and you're listening to Fresh Air. Hi, this Perfect. is Ira Glass, and we are here at the Totally Tell Me Studios, and we do have quite the story for everyone. <laughs> stick, stick, stick it down, get ready. Stick it down. Stick, stick on the ice. Today we're talking about stories of people who didn't know how to take no for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Totally Tell Me, <laughs> a weekly <laughs> entertainment review podcast uh, where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name is Dominic Mercurio slash Ira Glass, and I'm here with Terry Gross slash Laura Weinbach. Hi, how are you? Um, and who else is in the NPR? Who's like in the NPR canon? I don't even know more than two people, actually. Well, Who's like a third? Ira Flato, Science Friday. Okay. There's, Do you f- let's see, who does? Flato? Ira, Ira Flato? Ira, yeah, Ira Flato. Is that, okay. There's really two different people named Ira? There are. Oh, son of there's a bitch. There's also, uh, <laughs> I mean, who does Morning Edition uh, with Mark? Wait, what's his Zuckerberg. Name? No. Uh, oh, God. I'm blanking on names Marco right now. Marco Rubio. Well, we are here in the studio with Marco Rubio slash John Weston. Greetings. How's it going? Not bad. John Weston, if you don't know him, he is a Bay Area musician. He is the singer of a new, upcoming, very rad project that I've had the pleasure of hearing several songs oh. songs of oh. uh, called Fever Moon. Yeah. Uh, you don't know it yet, but you will. You will. You will. Oh, you will. We'll make you. We'll make you know, <laughs> you <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're here to discuss uh, a film that we all just watched called uh, Stand By Me, which yeah. is the 1986 classic. Just to add a little extra info about our guest today. Oh, sorry. John Weston. Yeah. He's also a very renowned, amazing craftsman That's ar- and carpenter yeah. who has built many different amazing projects. Not unlike Jesus. Not unlike Jesus. No, he's <laughs> not kind of, like Jesus. He's kind of a Jesus's man. Yeah. You Jesus couldn't argue otherwise. <laughs> no, he does it all. He does it all. He knows how to do stuff. He knows he, about, you, he also knows a lot about antiques and how things are made. Mm-hmm. Well, that, you helped out on the music, on uh, the We Are Not Ourselves music video for Fox Hills Brigade. That's also true. Uh, you brought in some pretty rad props that I still, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Love There's that. that one again. Yeah. yeah. Including those amazing wooden, like, basically they're just wooden paintings in a yeah. way. Yeah, and they're yeah. not paintings, but they're like, they're pictures made out of wood cutouts. Little scraps of wood. Yeah. yeah, little scraps of wood and they're Marketry incredible. and parquetry. Hmm. That's the technical name. Wow, there you go. Yeah. And didn't you... I wouldn't have known that, but you would. <laughs> was the taxidermy you too? I thought the taxidermy was mm-hmm. you. Or... No, the taxidermy was Coldplay, not you too. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We uh, brought that in. Yeah, um, I love... I mean, that's like one of my one of my favorite little fun things to look at in the video. It's like just so weird, these like taxidermy huge animals. If you go back and watch it, definitely in the wide, you can see the taxidermy. It's The, stack, the taxidermy is great, but I think the lesser probably noticed, but equally as amazing thing that he brought in were those those wooden 
mm-hmm. picture things that were, if you look closely, mm-hmm. they're awesome. With a keen eye. Keen <laughs> eye. Um, <laughs> All kinds of stuff. The uh, Shawshank Redemption, remember Red's character, man who knows how to get things. That's basically how I view myself. That's how, that's mm-hmm. how you do it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah pretty Freeman much. Morgan sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I look at you often. I often have mistaken you for Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yes, the freckles, I think. <laughs> I think so, too. Right. And Jesus. <laughs> and that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the holy figure. So, you know, White Morgan Freeman. <laughs> musician and taxidermy analyst and um, morning edition host. Yeah. John Weston, a, a man of many faces. Many faces, many abilities. Many faces, many. <laughs> and now licensed body worker. How about that one? A what? Might as well throw that in. A licensed what? what? Body, body working. Oh, body, body. Like, uh, oh, Auto body working? No, he no. works on human bodies. Oh, human, human bodies. Body working. Yeah, dent scratches, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you got on your body, he'll, he'll help. He will buff yeah, it out. Buff it right, <laughs> out. <laughs> buff it right out of there. What, you got a wrinkle? I'll buff that. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> you ever, have you ever... Got a scratch? I'll buff it right out. <laughs> we'll <laughs> open that. We'll just got to run it through the insurance first, you know. <laughs> All right, just a little... <laughs> Really, I actually didn't know that about you. you yeah, it's are a new you, thing. It's a new oh, thing. it's a new thing. Okay. New thing. Yeah, like a masseuse. Is that what you would call you? Along those lines. Yeah. Okay. Um, except for I try to make people feel worse. <laughs> you sit them right down, and you're like, "What's hurting?" Okay, great. Let's double down. Let's just double down on yeah. that. Give me the sandpaper. I'll buff it out, and it'll feel much worse. <laughs> this is gonna feel awful. Yeah. <laughs> but Brace it's gonna yourself. be fine. <laughs> Well, that's uh, very exciting. Wow, I didn't know we had such a talented fellow in the audience. In no, the, but in truth the, be in told, the studio, like, I mean. what kind of body work do you do? Like, what is it about? Yeah, describe the bodies. <laughs> describe <laughs> the bodies. Well, shouldn't we get to their movies and describe? No, I was kidding. Oh, yeah. So, hey, for those who have not... Diane. Oh, hey. Uh, for those who, ha- you know, this is your first rodeo, uh, <laughs> we do talk about the film in the second half of the episode, but first we're just going to sort of be like oh, shooting the shit, as we already have sort of been very naturally already doing. Um, so, we will be talking about Stand By Me in the second half of the episode. We will just getting a, to that. It's just a body joke. I had, but, to, I had um, to. No, no, no. I actually, it's a body massage. I should, I should have said that anyway. So it was. I was glad you gave me a little in to do it. But right back to the bodies. So my practice is called bed, bath, and body work. Okay, well, um. I love that. I love that. So you do it. Um, it, it you only will do your body work in a, in a bed <laughs> while I'm in the bed. There in, the <laughs> in the bathtub. Uh-huh. So you fill the bathtub up with pillows. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, and gift certificates. Right. Okay. To bed, bath, and beyond. Yeah. It's very. You know, a lot of paper cuts, but oh we God, figured out. I love out. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's it's a, uh, a style of uh, body work that I kind of came across randomly, decided to get into a school for it, and the whole idea is through um, breathing and a lot of focus and a mm-hmm. kind of yeah, closer to meditation, I suppose, Okay, that you wind up just, you know, exploring your inner world, so to speak. So you got some tension here. Okay, what's that about? Let's go breathe into it Yeah, and really get to the bottom of, of what that's about. And, Symbolically, uh, emotionally. Typically, yeah. To be spiritually. honest, spiritually. Yeah. Did, did you have like sexually? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Inside and out. Did you like have a really beautiful body <laughs> experience that made you feel like you wanted to like get into? <laughs> <laughs> a, <laughs> beautiful. Hold on. Did I have Let a me body repeat experience? that question for yeah, one yeah. point. Yeah. yeah go ahead. A, <laughs> go ahead, Terry Gross. Did it's you have yours. a really beautiful body experience <laughs> 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 that made you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's this beautiful body that I came across. <laughs> no, 
know. I'm just thinking like, I don't know, maybe like someday you went in. You were honestly asking that yeah. question. That's well, it was so like, funny. no, it was like Did kind of. Did you have of, a really beautiful body experience? <laughs> it was too. somewhat facetious, but I was. No, it was but, No, well, I did. How dare you, sir? I, I am your guest. The colonel. The, the he colonel of the, his house. <laughs> the colonel of the question was well, serious, which my is house. more, I guess I could phrase it in a different way, but I'm ultimately trying to understand like what got you into this. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, I was doing a lot of meditation. No, and what you were asking. <laughs> it was the way you asked it. Which was no, I thought it'd be a funny, funny. It's not what you funny, say, it's how you say it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was really thinking that when you asked I it. did. All right, Check fine. the tapes. Okay. <laughs> play it back. Yeah, play it back. You'll see. You'll you'll understand it if you listen to it again. <laughs> I'll be in the court record. Let's hear about the beautiful body. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was, I was uh, doing a lot of meditation and, and uh, during these sort of... Uh, bringing your mind down and trying to relax sort of things mm-hmm. I, would, I would have like you know, my shoulder would start jumping around or uh or like uh you know muscles would start twitching and i was honestly just curious about that and the people who yeah. were you know teaching the meditation styles really didn't have an answer for me mm-hmm. so um yeah i got very curious about you know the body mind connection basically mm-hmm. and that's that's that curiosity has been very well scratched now yeah. yeah. You know Scratched what's interesting? Speaking of scratches um, and body, beautiful body work, um, <laughs> my own body. No. Um, <laughs> He's not going to let that go. No, it's interesting because in the last like two weeks or whatever, I've strangely gotten like all these random cuts on my right arm and hmm. hand. Like I got a burn on my arm from the stove. I got literally. I got two cuts on my middle finger. I got two cuts on my thumb. All of these were unrelated. Hmm. And I'm just like, well, at a certain they? point, I, I mean, was like, what is up with this? Do we, yeah. do Does we this to- mean something? And I started questioning, because I had never had questioned like an injury before. But then I d- did a Google search, and I looked up symbolism of scratches on right hand. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, there's like a whole study of this kind of thing. Like yeah. there's a lot of a- analysis that goes oh. into... Yeah, and like what, and injuries and stuff. What does this mean? What does it mean to have a random scratch on your right hand? Well, it actually does have... The, each finger has its own meaning for... Like a scratch on your middle finger means something. A, and depending on if it's on the left or the right side, if it's on the top, middle, or bot base of the finger. Mm. And then like your thumb means something. Like and, what sort of things does it mean? Does it mean like a bowel movement is coming soon? Or like what... <laughs> I wish. What no, sort I of mean, <laughs> insights can you get into your own psyche through the cuts on your little fingers? Well, it's kind of related to palmistry. On your beautiful body fingers. Thing. <laughs> you're into that sort of thing um yeah like i guess i think um i forgot exactly what each finger means but i know one of the fingers that i had two cuts yeah, on like, yeah. meant something like uh old like emotional turbulence that you thought you had were over like resurfacing hmm. okay so this is like fortune cookie kind of sort stuff. of a thing yeah okay. yeah yeah. definitely i mean yeah 100 i mean it is. <laughs> somebody in but your it is, life it is considered by many to be you. a symbolic thing i'm not the first person to think like what's sheets. going on here but yeah between the sheets between the sheets <laughs> between two sheets yeah no it is um someone close to you likes you <laughs> something like that well Interesting. yeah yeah, did, yeah. It, did it feel resonant for you? Or you're like, uh, oh, I can see that. Or like, that's yeah, <clears> Well, maybe. Mm. I mean, but if it did, like, what would the point of that be? Like, okay, <laughs> so yeah, like, sure, I'm having emotional turbulence, but okay, I already knew that. So why did I need a scratch in my finger to realize that? You know what I mean? It was uh-huh. kind of like, I guess that's kind of how I feel about, well, certain fortune cookies too, actually. You know when you get a fortune that says, 
fear is only what you make of it (laughs) or like you just found happiness Mm-hmm. Like if I just found happiness, I already know about it. I don't need a fortune to it's tell all, me about it or something like that. It's all gobbledygook. Could be, <laughs> could be. But it's interesting. I mean, it's kind of interesting. But yeah, I didn't feel like it particularly meant anything that was helpful. Mm. Uh huh. You know, I don't know. What do you think that means? Did, have you ever specifically thought? with hands and scratches? Or do you, and stuff are you like aware that? of that sort of a thing? Yeah, not like, particularly. Not specifically. Like injury. That. Oh, like external injuries meaning something. Yeah, um, I, I guess the idea in general, not, not specifically injuries, but that you know, sometimes carelessness or, or you know, self-damage and things like that can be a kind of unconscious call mm-hmm. to like pay attention to this, look at over here. I mean, a pretty typical example is, you know, um, someone with their shoulders sloped forward um, is mm. quite possibly protecting their heart a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just bringing, just bringing their body mm-hmm. in that kind of the people who, you know, cross up a lot. It's a, mm-hmm. it all relates very they're much guarded. to body line. Garden. Yeah. Right. So you're, you know, and you're there trying might be to be a reason for that. Absolutely. That some kind of thing that happened. And so you're just, yeah, you're looking at sort of how, how somebody's <laughs> emotional internal world, uh, translates into their body. And, mm-hmm. and then there's, there's so many different, you know, bits of research on that kind of thing. No, I'm sure it, that makes total sense to me for sure. Is Wait, that, do you see auras? No, I don't know. Okay. Don't. <laughs> Just wondering. I do. It'd be great. It'd be nice. really? Yeah. Okay. Talk about it. Um, I, I've seen an aura. Really? Um, and uh, I've seen all sorts of different colors of the aura. Mm-hmm. Um and I just feel like yours is purple. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll look that up. Yeah, thank you. It's really the conviction with which you yeah. say the, somebody's you know aura. That That's what sounds. There are people That's that supposedly can do. take photos of auras on people. <laughs> Actually, a friend of mine. I heard went, about that shit. Yeah. A friend, a person I know, apparently went to go get their aura photographed, and it showed their aura in the picture or whatever. And then another person that they knew went and got their aura, their aura photographed and it looked exactly the same. Well, yeah, you want, <laughs> and she's dropping the photo into Photoshop. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> she's putting an aura, also known as a oval, around a mm. colored oval. Just turn that opacity down mm. a little bit. Or an ova. Feather, fe- feather the edges a little bit. Yeah. And boom, you got yourself an aura. I've done it in Photoshop my damn self. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you, you best have. Like you even do. if you can see an aura, how do you make your camera see it? Exactly. That's, that's what I'm trying to figure <laughs> out on that. It's, a, it's a divine They camera. made the camera. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Anyways. What's going on with you? <laughs> uh, not too much. Re- actually, wait. I should definitely mention oh, that. Oh, yeah. You should. Uh, I totally forgot. But um, uh, my music video is out. Yeah. So you should definitely go out and check it out. Just Google Bell's Atlas Be Brave. I'm sure it'll come up. But I've also posted it on my personal Instagram and Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, you should go out and uh, check it out and see what you think. Let me know what you think. Uh, I'm definitely extremely excited that it's out and I can, uh, yeah, share it with everybody. So definitely, uh, go check that out. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of been like a big thing that was, uh, percolating in the last week was just kind of getting everything, all the ducks in a row, you could say for that Mm -hmm. little thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, this weekend, uh, was pride weekend in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I like, you know, just had a little day out on the, on the town a little bit with, uh, Dylan, who's been on the podcast, Dylan Mm -hmm. Gallagher Mm -hmm. of Werewolf and, um, a couple other friends. And we were just sort of like, 
Taking photos of yourself and texting into me saying, we're gay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Actually, that was Dylan. <laughs> oh Dylan took my phone. And then, it like, was really so Is that like a filter you can just put on your phone? It says, we're gay. Over, under, over <laughs> Pretty here. much. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, don't need, you don't need a filter. You probably don't need a filter. <laughs> yeah, I could read between the lines. Yeah, you could but. read between the lines. Well, so, it was like a photo, like a close-up selfie shot of the two of them lying on their backs in Dolores Park with the text, with the text caption. We're gay. <laughs> well, we were texting Laura because we were trying to get her to come out and play. Yeah. She was off in the East Bay being very play busy. With the gays. A, busy, a busy woman. And we were just like, come play with us. And she's yeah. like, I'm so busy. <laughs> but anyways, we eventually did break her down through you several text messages. Huh? Apparently, I that was down. the one that, that must have been the one that turned you I right think around. When I saw that picture, I was like, I got to get over there. Yeah. <laughs> They're gay. <laughs> You're like, oh, I did not news. realize. Okay. I did not realize that this okay, was going Okay, they're gay. Down. I'm over there. Five minutes. <laughs> Make Jumped a my ass on the bar and got the fuck out of Dodge. Um, but yeah, it was actually a really fun day, chilling, you know, and then we hung out afterwards. We watched like a, a kind of crazy documentary hmm. that really? I thought was actually... Quite bad documentary. It was quite bad, but the subject was interesting. Have well, you... Do, uh, you know about sleep paralysis? John? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had it? Oh, yeah. You really? have? Yeah, Ooh, you bet. Here we go. Oh, don't like it. Oh, we're getting into some meat. Wow, okay. We're getting into like the meat all. of the matter. Yeah. Meat. There's now, a documentary about sleep. Go ahead. Yeah, there go is. Ahead. Yeah, well, so on Netflix, there's a documentary. It's called The Nightmare, I think. Mm, I don't remember. I think it was called The Nightmare. I should have mm-hmm. looked this up, but um, <clears throat> it's on Netflix, and uh, it's just like a documentary where they interview these various people who have all had um, sleep paralysis before in their life. Mm-hmm. Some of them when they were really young, some of them throughout their whole life, et cetera, et cetera. All these like kind of varying stories and they're all just sort of breaking them down and then there's some reenactments that happen that are they range from bad to just a little less bad i guess okay um look the documentary is not great but it was like food for thought and sort of like made a fun little discussion i would say between us of Mm -hmm. like you know just what it all means because definitely the documentary takes the angle of that it's maybe like a supernatural kind of phenomenon. Okay. Because a lot of the people in in the documentary, at least, they talk about this idea that they felt like a presence in the room mm-hmm. or that they actually f- truly did see someone mm-hmm. in the room. And One woman said she was literally like had sex with a Yeah, she claimed to have had like sex the with her. The spirit just like had sex with her. Yeah. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Another like, one. I mean, I've, I'll have that kind of sleep right. paralysis. <laughs> another one like was it. like. She felt like she was getting raped by a ghost. Oh, was, didn't That's one guy said. didn't one guy think that it like cut off his dick or some shit? Oh yeah, <laughs> something like, <laughs> With, like that. Like fucking, I don't know. Are all the positive sleep yeah. paralysis stories? <laughs> These are all the None. like the like yeah. not bad ones. <laughs> no. Wait, but wait. So like, how have you had a lot of sleep? Yeah, paralysis I want to know about yours. Um, when I was young, yeah. I haven't had it for a long time, but maybe five to eight, five, six, seven, eight uh, different experiences of sleep. What did you like? What was there a common thread, like visually or you know, content wise Um, that happened? It was it was usually like a nightmare that transitioned into man, I'd really like to wake up right now and Mm -hmm. being stuck in between and be like, I can't move my body. Mm -hmm. Um, This sucks. I really want to wake up and I can't. Totally, totally. But you never did. You ever see the black shadowy figures? I did have a, a cup of, ooh, getting, getting goosebumps. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, I think maybe me too. Because <laughs> that's a thing. That's like a common thing that, that happens. Now, there's the waking dream ones, and those those are weirder because you are you're you know you're in your bed, right? Or you've, you're mm-hmm. kind of half dreaming that you're in your bed. Mm-hmm. And it's the right time of night, and you're like, I just want to wake up, but I can't. 
Then there's the sleep paralysis, from my experience anyway. Then so, there's the sleep so you, paralysis where your, you're just in a dream. Open? As far yeah. as I know, okay. t they feel open, but it's actually a dream. Kind of. Oh, like okay. Oh, wow. Weird. Okay. Um, so it's like, uh, for me at least. Yeah. Um, there's the, yeah, like I said, there's the. And what did you call that? The waking, like a waking. A waking dream. A waking where, dream. Okay. Where you, for all intents and purposes, you f your, your dream is just like real life. There's no unicorns and dragons. It's just like you're in your bed. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. A dream about being asleep and waking up, but you can't. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but then you know you have your sleep paralysis. Ex I had my sleep paralysis mm -hmm. experience. Two or three like that, and then I would wake wake up for real and be like, oh, this now I'm actually awake, and that was exactly like hmm. you know same bed, same poster on the wall of. I don't know, Carmen Electra or whatever. <laughs> or so, just a Ferrari, probably. I can't remember what it was. But have you had ones where you like physically open your eyes and you feel awake, like you feel fully awake, but yet you can't move your body? Fewer, but yeah, probably one or two of those. Okay. okay. Yeah. And you and, did have ones where you saw the dark shadowy figure? Not specifically, Figures? but yeah, just sort of just sort of bad feelings. Mm -hmm. Um just like you like feel something was in the room or not yeah. really that. Okay. Yeah. Just, just yeah. creepy. I'd love to wake up, but I can't. There's peripheral vision stuff, yeah. like yes. something uh -huh. that I can't quite see, and it's over to my left. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, mm -hmm. man, I'd really like this to stop right now, and, mm -hmm. and I won't. And, and and like, did you just have to kind of go back to bed at a certain point because it's just like you couldn't I, wake your body up, or did could you jostle yourself out of it? Uh, yeah. Usually, I'd just try really, really hard, and I would just really try to focus uh mm -hmm. on on like making a noise mm -hmm. or or moving one arm or mm -hmm. something but as i recall it was just not fun yep. it was a lot of effort yeah and uh and then i'd wake up and be like or something yeah and, no, totally, and, yeah. and 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 you know snap myself out of it but mm -hmm. yeah not a not a great feeling right mm -hmm. yeah i also had i've had a couple sleep paralysis experiences mm -hmm. Only like two that I can remember. And one of them, I don't really recall any like presence or anything. But definitely the first one I ever had was like, I was just alone in my room uh, facing kind of the wall in mm -hmm. my bed. Um, and I just, you know, fully woke up and couldn't move my body. I was, I was on my side. Mm -hmm. And it just, it really did feel like, and I had never even heard of sleep paralysis before. And I looked this up later and it was like, baffling to me that it was an experience a very similar experience to what other people have had with uh, sleep paralysis yeah. and it's like i did feel like someone was in the room mm -hmm. but i didn't see them it's just like a sense you it's like a really is like a sixth sense kind of thing yeah mm -hmm. um and it's like i felt like someone was in the room with me and i felt like they sat on me like it mm -hmm. felt like a mm -hmm. weight was like pushing on the just center of my body basically. Yeah. Um, and I just so desperately wanted to like turn around and just see it or uh -huh. just like, no, it wasn't there, you know? Yeah. Cause it felt like it was in my head, but it also felt very physical, yes. you know? So it's like very, it just, it didn't, I couldn't connect the dots, you know, mm -hmm. to, for it to make sense. And, uh, I can't recall even like being able to knock myself out of it. I felt like I just had to, go back to bed mm -hmm. uh, and then I later woke up and could like move again or whatever. And it was so startling to me because I just assumed that that was like a full on ghost experience mm -hmm. because I had never heard of sleep paralysis before. I was like, I think I just had like my first supernatural ghost yeah. experience because it really did feel like something was in the room. When I read about it, then it makes me feel a little more like it's a mental state of like, and even now still, I still kind of feel like it's a, it's just like a weird mental state that your body's in mm -hmm. where you are convinced that you're fully awake, 
but yet there is this like just strand of dream still going on mm-hmm. and it's like manifesting itself in a physical sense like in the room or something yeah mm. but it is weird that people have a such a similar kind of through line totally yeah, yeah. what about bedwetting oh yeah i've had that so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's not so easy life. after all yeah i mean what like no, six months like, ago two months ago i'd say last week a couple weeks no <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you this much i have like had to pee really bad recently in the middle of the night and like in my dream went pee <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Did and you then wake i up, like, still fearful? feel no in the dream i was like i still don't feel like i Oh yeah, pee. like I really gotta go, and then I'll wake up and I'm like, oh, God, I gotta go pee. But have you ever like, have you ever peed in your dream and then, and then woke it was up in real go, life? No, 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 no. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously that. But have you ever peed in your dream and then woken up and like been really fearful that maybe Absolutely. you actually peed, Absolutely. but you didn't? Yep. Because I've definitely had that. I definitely have. Yeah. I've like definitely had dreams where I I've pee been, in like, the dream. Dream lined up with the urinal. I'm like, ah, oh yeah. wait, this is a dream. I know. And then it's like I re- it's like I realize in the dream that this is a dream, and I'm like, oh fuck, I better not be peeing. Right. And then I like wake up, and I'm like, oh thank god. Right, right. No, I'll tell you this much. This is kind of embarrassing, but in high school, oh. I slept over at my friend's house, and we like slept in the same bed, which was the because we were staying at her grandmother's house, and we stayed on the couch bed like that folded out Mm -hmm. so we were sharing this bed and i totally like had a dream that i went pee and i woke up and i was like oh my god i really went (laughs) oh my god and it was like where were you were you i was in the bed next to her and i was like oh my god but it didn't like get near her like it wasn't enough to like get (laughs) on her and i was just like oh my god how am i gonna get out of this oh my god situation like how am i gonna hide this total and i remember like we woke up and she had no idea and i'm just in my mind thinking oh my god i like i really hope she doesn't find out and we get out of the bed and basically she i was like uh are we supposed to take the sheets off or whatever and she's like she's like no it's fine we'll just fold it back up (laughs) so we just folded the couch back up and my pee was in there (laughs) (laughs) to this day i think she may never have known (laughs) and you know what fuck it it was all fine oh my god wait like how no it didn't hurt them (laughs) it only hurt me so you woke up in the middle of the night not in the middle of the night it was in the morning it was in the morning you stayed awake dream peed yeah i dream peed but then it was like close to the morning time yeah and i woke up i was like oh shit and i was so and then you just stayed away how long was it before she woke up that you were sitting in your own urine just like waiting i don't remember probably like at least 10 minutes and i was just thinking oh so it wasn't that long how do i get out of this situation Uh i can't i would have made some tea (laughs) brought it to bed oh my god wake her up and be like oh no what if i I wasn't at liberty to do that it was like her grandmother's house i wasn't comfortable just going into the kitchen and helping myself to stuff it was like not that kind of really that is such a pro move though that is i mean like god have you done this before (laughs) i can't say I can't say. I can't say yes or but no. I mean, probably... Let's just say one day I went out for some brownies. <laughs> just made was... them up in the kitchen really quick. Oops! Oh. I just dropped all these brownies. All these brownies. I mean... God, John, it smells so bad. I think or the milk. Made I don't know. Bad. I fucked up the recipe. I don't know what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Would you care for some tea? Oh no! Oh shit! What if it was like poo, and then you spilled like a bunch of fudge sauce on it, and they're like, "Oh, what's this?" And they're like, "And at least it smells good." They're like, "It's just fudge." What if they licked like, it up? And they started eating it because they thought it smelled good. Oh my but, god, yeah. that's so no, funny! I mean, it's pretty crazy. It. Yeah, I mean, that was in high school. So, but what about the pee on you? That was though? the last time I went to the bathroom. Oh okay. This is why I up. don't get too much Craigslist furniture. Because <laughs> you really don't know. Well, you, you really, really don't, don't know. know. Oh, it's really a single don't. owner. It's just my grandma. She never even oh, used boy. it. Oh, boy. Now that's a recipe for disaster. 
Did I tell you about the time I did a Craigslist ride share with an old lady named Bunny? You did, but okay. I don't think you said it on the podcast. Oh my god, it was you should definitely. Up. I mean, just trying to make a long story short, even though there are some very important details here, <laughs> I had never had a bad experience with a Craigslist ride share before, and I had used to do ride shares all the time because mm. my ex boyfriend lived in L.A. and I lived in the Bay Area, and so one day I ended up giving a ride to this 65 year old toothless woman named bunny hmm. wasn't what i signed up for <laughs> i thought i was giving a ride to some 20 something year old that was like in college and they were like oh no it's her our friend bunny <laughs> not for me and it turned out that they were like a very like kind of bohemian household that were just letting couch surf for people like stay in their house whenever and ben, bunny was the, one of those people oh. and so she was like come on let's go i'm ready and she had everything she owned in her suitcase and i was like okay we get in the car trying to make conversations she, she seemed like a decent woman like it was a little weird that she was doing a ride share with me but it was fine mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're having a very fluid nice conversation and then all of a sudden like fluid. after <laughs> yeah fluid 20 minutes after we had been having like a very, you know, reciprocal conversation, she just stops responding to me. Hmm. And we're like deep into the middle of the five at deep. this point. <clears throat> and um, well, not deep, but like at least an hour in. And all of a sudden she stops talking. And I think to myself, why is she not responding to me anymore? <laughs> like what happened? Did I say something to offend her, her family or anything? And I was just like trying to figure it out. 20 minutes goes by and she goes, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. In, in silence. Si yeah. I guess that's, I guess it, it was, was a just long like, road trip. it I guess was just weird. And then we had, we were at the point, you know, in the five where there's like no, nothing for mm -hmm. like 30 mm -hmm. miles, Probably you know, between like the there's two no bathroom, burgers. something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, she finally breaks the silence and goes, <laughs> Would you like some tea? I thought I had a fart. <laughs> 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 and then she reaches her hand into the back of her pants and she goes, oh, oh yeah, that's poo. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> And I just honestly did not know whether to kind of like bust Wait, up laughing because it was her hand she in? kind of reached her hand into like the sort of the beginning of her pants. Did she remove it and like she's like I thought I had to fart a little and then oh that's poo. <laughs> Pulls her hand out and like I didn't Is see poo, poo on, on her on hand, hand but I think she like smelled her hand. Oh my and God. she's like I don't know what wow. it was. I had some jalapenos and apples for breakfast. <laughs> and I I seriously was just like in a state of shock because I. She was 65 Did it smell? Did it start to I smell in the car? I didn't smell it, but then I think after she told me that, I started smelling like a kind of, it could have been in my head, but I felt like I was smelling a mix between like a wet kind of diaper <laughs> and like apples. <laughs> I don't know. I just started envisioning what she was saying and I was like, Really oh, okay. clean digestion. And I seriously, I didn't know whether to like laugh, like bust up laughing or just like be like get the fuck out of my car like this is unacceptable <laughs> but i just also felt bad because she was like this older woman and i didn't know what to do and so all i could do was just, okay i'm gonna try to pull over i'm gonna try to get us to a gas, a gas station <laughs> and then lo and behold i mean miracles do happen i guess like just over the horizon was a shell station so we get over there and she was like good thing i brought everything i own with me <laughs> or no i think no she said good thing i brought my good pants and I was like, oh, yeah. okay, you brought everything you own. I hope you brought your good pants. Anyway, she goes in the bathroom, the station, she, uh, into the bathroom at the gas station. She's like, hang on a minute. I'm going to go change. 
she didn't seem embarrassed at all it was more of just like this was par for the course for her where oh whereas i'm like she runs in the bathroom and i'm thinking all right i gotta think fast what do i do right now was she do like I apologetic or anything was she like oh my god i'm so sorry that i pooped in your car not only was she not apologetic but after she touched the thing i was thinking to myself please god don't let her touch anything in this car yeah. after that you know like mm. just let her keep her hands to herself she grabs on the like handle of the door and puts her other hand on the dashboard like for support <laughs> and i'm just like i'm gonna have to say Seriously, like disinfect this so when she's in the bathroom i i like rushed into the gas station and i'm like do you guys have any lysol any rubbing alcohol and they're like yeah i'll one or whatever and they actually did have like a full you know a nice good size can of lysol and alcohol so i bought both of those things and i was just spraying down <laughs> mm-hmm. and i was trying to work fast because i kind of like didn't want to do it in front of her because yeah. it was kind of like an awkward situation <laughs> And, um, you know, trying to work fast. We, I yeah. got, I got, I finished up, like, I just sprayed down the seat. I sprayed everything down, mm-hmm. wiped it down, mm-hmm. and I put the stuff in the, in the trunk. And then she goes, Okay, I think we're good. Then <laughs> 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 she, like, Put, she had a plastic bag that she had put the soiled pants in, and I saw that. And I was just, just like, kind of oh brushes her hands together. All done. Yeah, <laughs> all I really, right, we're I good. Just, all, I was just thinking, like, Problem I really solved. hope she washed her hands. I don't know. And then. She got back in the car and sure enough, I like I, you know, we continued on with our journey and another like three, you know, four hours and I dropped her off in Santa Barbara, but it was like a really bizarre situation. And that was probably the one time, yeah, that I did a ride share that was uh, questionable. (laughs) You know what the most confusing thing is? What? How does the toothless woman eat apples? I think she probably <laughs> blends them. That would make sense. What about dentures? She didn't have well, dentures? Well, no, no. She wasn't completely toothless. She was missing like several teeth. I'll just put it that way. Like her she, front tooth, her one front? of her front teeth was gone. Oh. You could like kind of do really... like a side bite with an apple, I feel like. Yeah, you, you could go like, that. you could like I chomp, don't know. chomp I just, the side. All I could think of was like that there was probably some kind of like, you know, skid mark on the on the, on the, t- on the, t- the seat at that. I mean, I didn't know what. It was just... It was horrifying. Well, anyway, you oh. know, she what she may have sat by you, but what she didn't do was stand by, by me. Oh, me. And I do go. think Segway. it might be time before for we, a... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Before we jump in, I just wanted to jump, make a quick uh, mention. Yeah. Once again, Foxtails Brigade will be headlining at the Independent right. on August 16th. It's a Thursday with uh, Werewolf, whoa, whoa, the man whoa, Werewolf, whoa, and whoa, we'll whoa. also be joined by Yasu. It's going to be an awesome show. And also, just want to mention, we just I just did a post on Facebook and Instagram letting our fans know that we're looking for a street team, a.k.a. hardcore fans that want to, like, join us on the street, helping put up posters and handing out flyers and spreading the word about our shows. A.k.a. if you live on the street, you know, we're just looking for you. We'll, yeah. we, got, we got some AKA sandwiches. A.k.a. Bunny, we're looking for you. We yeah. got some sandwiches ready for you. Just let us know. Ride shares will yeah. be available. And um, yeah, no, there will be some prizes to be given for those who help mm. help out with promotion mm. and um, yeah, other fun stuff like that. So if you're interested, you could check out the Facebook page. It's the most recent. Well, at this point, I don't know if it will be the most recent post, but it's on there. It probably won't be. Just this look for the like picture of me holding up a sign saying, yo, Foxtails fans. <laughs> read all the info. Read all about it. If you want to be if you want to be involved, just also write. You could write to us at foxtailsbrigade at gmail.com. And I'll tell you more about how you can hang out with the brigade. Bada bing, bada boom. Oh, yeah. that should be the name of the street team is the Foxtails Brigade. Well, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the Foxtails Brigade. that was implied. Hey, Foxtails <laughs> Brigade. Foxtails Brigade. Hey, that's like a good name. That should be like Fox the name Sales of a, Brigade. I don't know, like a book or something. Yeah, like know. a book or like a poem. Yeah. 
Anyways, Stand By Me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 1986, 1986 film. 1986, great year. Um, <laughs> was it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say yes. Uh, directed by Rob... Great Ra- year, actually. Rob Rayner. Reiner. <laughs> Reiner, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why you're here, you know? <laughs> so I didn't I didn't live through this, so you gotta you gotta you know be you gotta be the fact the fact woman over here. Alright. The fact team. I'll Anyways, uh, Rob Reiner. Mm-hmm. Rob mm-hmm. Reiner directed also uh, this is Spinal Tap and Princess Bride amongst many other films. True, true. Um, Stand by Me was nineteen eighty six. And uh, yeah, it um, it's about a group of four kids who um, are kind of like going on this epic search for uh, this body that they hear is mm-hmm. out in the in the in, in a nearby a dead body a dead body yeah that's of right. a boy right based on the around Stephen their King. age based on the novella yeah, yeah. novella the body the body the body uh huh mm-hmm. the beautiful body I think is what it, it was the, his original title <laughs> was, yeah. but he did sort of revise <laughs> the it body yeah. work. the beautiful, beautiful body, body work, work. Yeah, <laughs> the beautiful body work. <laughs> <laughs> Bed Bath and the Body. That was the original. Bed Bath and the Body was Bed Bath and the Body. You know, he was working with several titles at the time. I mean, this is yeah. all public knowledge if you don't know, but yeah, um, it's on the wiki. Know. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. So stand by me. Uh, you both have seen the film, correct? Correct. Oh, yeah. uh, before, and I had never seen the film. Mm-hmm. So you wish see. you had never seen it. <laughs> well, we will find out, yeah. won't we? <laughs> um, I do like to start with the guests, though, oh, and we will be not spoiling the film at first. Okay. At first, we'll talk spoiler-free. If you haven't seen Stand by Me. Um, you know, we'll just talk general if we liked it or not at first, uh, and then we'll talk specific plot details after that. All right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what did you think in a non-spoiler sense, John, of uh, Stand By Me? I thought that it was, uh, yeah, I liked it. It was a very character-driven thing. Obviously, that's the mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't think plot was really the. Um, emphasis but uh yeah the interactions between wesley crusher um from star trek who's that you mean will wheaton will wheaton yeah that's his yeah. name who's um, will wheaton he, he's uh, the he's gordy the skinny like frail one oh his the brother died. the main the main yeah. character yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i think that i mean the casting the scene just it, it's a very uh for me, at least, what rewatching it now is mm-hmm. just a very involved, uh, uh, deep feeling. This is uh, the vibe was cast very deeply. You know, it's mm-hmm. shot in Oregon. Um, you could tell just the, the time. I mean, the the casting of Kiefer Sutherland as the asshole brother, and there's so many family dynamics, and yes. the 1950s music, and the 1950s cars, and just the, yeah, everything was just really set a deep vibe, and I thought that was. With the characters, that was the power of the film. Mm-hmm. The totally. Stories of story and and you know yeah friendship. Yeah, mm-hmm. adolescence. Adolescence, which was nothing like my adolescence. So that <laughs> was, was, that it? was no, not at all. I was gonna ask. I was gonna get to that. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's interesting. Uh, Laura, what do you think? Um, this is one of my you know top five favorite movies of all time. I think this movie is well not just excellently cast, but like excellently written, excellently directed. Um, it captures i think this is like the ultimate coming of age like adolescent Mm. movie really it's like the iconic coming of age movie to me in my mind when i hear that genre that is a subgenre i think this is one of the first movies that comes to my mind and um it's just one of those movies that um it sets a standard you know like Mm. it it really it's got magic you know there's just magic everywhere in this movie and it's really um I don't see movies that often like this anymore, you know? I mean, 
the chemistry between the kids in this movie yeah. is like it's really real you yeah. know and I think that there was probably a lot of that like off camera too and mm-hmm. I mean I know that there wasn't it wasn't like I don't think that they were necessarily that close as of friends um, off camera yeah, actually yeah, yeah yeah like I know I had watched interviews with Will Wheaton about mm-hmm. you know their relationship with like Corey Feldman and like what that dynamic was like but huh. Regardless of the fact that whether or not they were like actually good friends, I think that there was definitely an interesting, very real and honest dynamic between them, probably in real life, too. You know what I mean? That that just really comes through on on in this movie. And yeah, just the writing is excellent. And I mean, there's a I did. I will say, like, I watching this movie again after many years of having not seen it in a while. But um, I was the whole time thinking, like, yeah, this movie is it still rings true as being like one of the greatest movies ever. But like mm. there were a couple moments that I did realize like, okay, this is a moment that is a little bit cringeworthy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or this yeah. line is like very, you know, a little bit overly like sappy or whatever. Yep. And it was probably something that actually I realized one of those lines I always felt that way about, but I never like put my finger on it before. Mm-hmm. But this time I think I'm able to kind of like, pinpoint those moments now but is it a spoiler to say that line um yeah probably okay but i mean not really yeah like you say it's not really about the plot although there is very much a plot to this movie Mm -hmm. and there is a driving like yeah kind of directional you know beginning middle and end to this movie sure but it really is about like the characters you know relationships and and just their you know their their age and coming to it yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> anyway, coming to it, they're beautiful. Coming bodies. to it, I like their oh. coming to it, coming on it. Who knows? And by the way, yeah, Will Wheaton in this movie. I mean, I will just tell you right now, like I had the number one biggest crush on him, like throughout my elementary and Will junior Wheaton, high years. The, wait, the main, yeah, the, main kid, the kid, the writer. Like he, You're the biggest crush on him. Oh my god, I used to write about him in my diary like <laughs> daily and pretend like I would go on dates with him. Not, not River kidding. Phoenix, not Young River. No, Phoenix. you would think. You know, it's funny looking back on it. I'm like, you know, River is really the hot one here. But and I think everybody knew he was like the hot one. Wait, but who's River? Who's he's, River? Uh, he's the leader of he's the. He's Chris. Uh, Chris, the best friend. Yeah. The, oh, the, the, he's the, the hot. He's supposed to be the hot one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like he's heart uh, of gold, Chris. I mean, it's he hard was to kind honestly of a think any of these kids are hot because they're like <laughs> fucking twelve years old. But to, the, to me, at I the wasn't time, really thinking like, oh my god, look at these hot little well, boys. Well, I mean, I was thinking it Bless just you. now and back then. <laughs> no, here's the thing: when this movie, when I first saw this movie, I was younger than these kids were when I saw it for the first time, and um, like I think River Phoenix was seen as like a heartthrob kind of guy like well i did look him up afterwards and i was like oh my god he is he's beautiful he's a sex motherfucker yeah yeah yeah. but then he you know he died very young but um 23 what is up with that yeah how did he die heroin overdose holy shit and i believe at 23 doing fucking heroin you fool i think that john frusciante was oh there. my god he no, died at John, the Johnny um Boyd. at the viper room in la on sunset oh, right. boulevard Son it's a pretty legendary crazy story but really what I is the story i don't know exactly all the inner workings of it. i know it's halloween sure wait who was it i don't know but i know that he like totally hung out with john frusciante and like he was part of this kind of scene that was going on at the i don't know i'm not i don't know the exact inner workings of it but i know that he did die at the viper room which was like this legendary rock venue well i saw that it was on halloween too <clears throat> yeah yeah and i think that he might have died in the arms of john frusciante who might have been the one who introduced him to heroin at the oh, time jesus christ but anyway yeah and so anyway but yeah 
Will Wheaton, though. Oh, my God. I was obsessed. That's so funny because he's like, just seems sort of like the most vanilla kind of just, he's like the. No, he's not vanilla. I mean, I can see what you mean compared to like a Corey Feldman character. In the like movie. the Corey Feldman, not like I'm thinking Corey Feldman's like some hot little. <laughs> he has charisma. But in the movie. but like there, his He's his yeah his character was yeah. like the most appealing to me actually. Oh. No, but see like Will. Or Wheaton, I guess I shouldn't have said that. No, yet, no, no I, I'm so excited <laughs> to hear your reaction. But like Will Wheaton to me was like he had more of a deep complexity mm-hmm. to his like vibe. You mm-hmm. know, I felt like he was edgy and he was like cool, but he also was like withdrawn and kind of more mysterious and like a little bit more of a person i always wanted to like help him mm. <laughs> you know that kind of thing where you yeah, want to like well, rescue I mean, definitely that. i wanted to rescue Will you Lee. wanted to be River sure, Phoenix, sure. basically yeah like when well, we would like go on our dates one, he's like has complexity <laughs> oh when you went on your date Will so, would uh, go on our dates oh, yeah. in my journal uh-huh. he would, well, be, would like, just be like <laughs> eyes <laughs> cast down he'd be like baby baby oh. <laughs> he'd be like crying and would i'd be trying to help him no he would not say baby i feel like he's not you would say that no i would just i would be like it's okay you know you can be a writer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that one scene in the. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. I don't know what it was, but I was attracted to these like weird, like abused child type kids. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with Luke Sarlene, who was the one who played the wizard in The Wizard. He had a similar type of vibe to Will Wheaton. Was he the. the he was oh, the, the wizard. Yeah, wizard. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen and that. And I one. was obsessed with him too. He actually went to my elementary school too, so I had wow. like legitimate contact. <laughs> Wow. Not really. Did I you didn't know Fred really Savage? That. Be no, I didn't know him, but I actually might have met him once or something like that. But oh. anyway, yeah, Will Wheaton, though, he was the apple of my eye for many years. <laughs> really. But then once he became on Star Trek, I was just like, I'm really? over it. Didn't like the Star Trek. Will I didn't Wheaton. like him I'm after look him he up. was like pubescent. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was a child, okay? Uh, I was yeah, a child, so too. You liked, him, you liked him pre-pubes. Yeah, I mean, I just think, I don't know, something about him in this movie, it's just like very, like, kind of beautiful, mm. like a beautiful body. <laughs> a beautiful body work. God, this is so, like... I'm not saying that so now. Pe- of you. <laughs> All right. Tell me about your reaction. I want to hear your full unadulterated response to this movie. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I felt like it was kind of a Stranger Things knockoff. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Uh, no, I mean, I, I love this movie. I thought it was great. Um, I was super into it the whole time. I mean, it's hilarious. It's... Mm. Uh, extremely well cast. The acting by these kids is like really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Incredibly good. Yeah. Um, and uh, they all have great moments. It's like there's not really a weak link in them, you no. know, like, uh, whereas I feel like oftentimes if you get a lot of kids together, mm-hmm. you know, kids are a real wild card when it comes to acting. They don't make kids like that anymore. They don't no, make they kids. Don't. They really oh, don't. Oh, man, you got to slow your roll like with some that. of these statements. <laughs> it's true. God, they just love his little perfect body. They don't make kids like this anymore. I'm just talking about their personality types. Like, kids these days are such bigger pussies than they were back then. Oh, my God. It's true. Like, I mean, it's I see it in, like, kids' movies these days. They're not. It's not the same. It's just not the same. I well, I would argue that I actually do think that the Stranger Things kids are, are pretty good, too. They don't come close to these kids. Like, it's not the same. To these me, it's very tough. different. These kids are much tougher, yeah. Well, like it's also certain... of a different era, though. I mean, this yeah, is of that's the 50s. What I mean. And, like, the kind of shit that... I mean, actually, that was something I was I thought was actually pretty interesting about the movie. Yeah. Was it really is of a time, you know? And um, mm-hmm. it's of a time as not only being a movie written and made in the 80s, but, you know, it's also flashing back to uh, the 50s. And so it's sort of like 
It's the 50s, right? That's it is the 50s, oh, yeah. but I think if they made a 50s movies now, a movie now, like with the kid, I just don't think, I haven't seen a movie, and there are movies that are made, you know, period piece dramas that take place in the 50s. It's just not, it's not the same. Like the kids from the 80s, they have a certain thing going on. I don't know. There's like mm. a certain like edginess to it. You know what I mean? That I feel like is not, I don't see it as much in kid, you know, dramas these days, but I could be wrong. Maybe I just haven't seen enough. But, well, anyways, comparisons sorry. aside, I mean, it didn't even really matter. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, uh, I'm mainly just joking about the Stranger Thing. Obviously, no, obviously. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the movie's great. Um, what to say? I mean, uh, yeah, I thought the writing was great. Uh, there's so many little just side stories and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just these like little conversations that I mean, yeah, technically you could remove them and the plot would remain intact, but it's all about the journey. Exactly. Like this is this is kind of the yeah. movie where it's like, I, and I actually love this kind of movie. I love where it's like one very simple goal, mm-hmm. but it's just about like getting there. Mm-hmm. It's like that's one of my favorite kind of plot devices really is like just give me one thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is like in general they're working towards and it's just you know that's the movie and then now it's they're on it's like a road trip kind of movie yeah you know it's like a road trip except that obviously they're not in a car because they're kids so they can't drive but like which is awesome that they're by on foot you know what i mean it's like there's so much that comes with that you know I, i loved all of the kind of uh like basically every new kind of uh set piece that they were introducing you know, like, oh, and now there's this thing that they're going to be doing. All of them were cool and interesting and mm-hmm. unique. And, like, uh, it didn't just feel like you're just watching four kids just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. It was like each thing was fun and funny often. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't really have a negative thing to say about it. Um, yeah, that's my spoiler-free spoiler uh, thoughts on Stand By Me. I think that's a, a testament, too, to the acting, uh, the child actors, because, you know, to get... Apparently, the reputation for directors is that kids are always trying to pretend to be adults, and that's what acting mm-hmm. is. But mm-hmm. these kids, to me, were like kids. Totally they, like they were, kids. They were cussing like kids and fighting like totally. kids. Mm-hmm. And, but I think also the directing in this movie was, like, very... Oh my very god! Masterful, like Mas- totally. I, I watched yeah, yeah. interviews like about the way Rob Reiner directed these kids, and it's pretty crazy. Hmm. Like, I mean, I can get into it when we get to spoilers, but it's pretty interesting, like how cool. they did certain scenes and how they were able to get those reactions from the kids and stuff oh. like that. Yeah, like, I'd love to hear ways that. that he, he was like, manipulating kind of manipulated them, them. but yeah. also totally. Oh like, no, he, yeah. he did he all kinds monster. of crazy stuff. But that's what they would do <laughs> back then, like. Like in Goonies too, there's all kinds oh, yeah. of interesting facts about the way they directed those kids and how they got such like charismatic, realistic reactions from these kids was they used kind of like, you know, I would say tactics that nowadays would probably not fly over so well hmm. because it wouldn't be considered like... Is it a spoiler to say what these are or something? Is that why you're um, not saying? Kind of. Yeah, just a little bit. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. Well, let's not... get into spoilers because I don't really feel... I, I wonder if I Kubrick feel... ever directed children. That would be What would you say? I wonder yeah, if Kubrick, oh, Kubrick oh, ever yeah. directed Shining. children. Of course. Yeah, Danny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he was Another like... like great performance, you yeah, know? Yeah, it was. And yeah. I heard that, I mean, the way that Kubrick was directing uh, Danny from what I hear was... He basically made it so that he was kind of unaware that he was in a horror movie. Like, oh. I mean, huh. the boy Danny did didn't really realize what kind of film it was. Wow, uh, the actor, and he wasn't even allowed to like watch the movie for a long time. And, oh wow! Like, uh, I think he sort of kept him in a bubble and was like, "All right, this is like 
this is just what you're doing right now in this very moment but like to not give him a larger picture it was mm. more like moment by moment is how he was kind of handling it oh by the way ha- just a side note have you've seen et though right yeah did you ever did you guys see the it's on youtube like the audition by the kid who's the main you know elliot in et no. his audition tape no it's fucking crazy really it's like amazing i mean it's because like, he's so crazy. good or yeah it's it's like really shocking like how incredible his performance is like he just you should watch it it's really interesting because it's like you're watching this kid give this crazy performance and it just like blows your mind it doesn't even seem it's like yeah it's really you should watch it i recommend it anybody who's interested did he have an audition tape as well um, no, I think they kidnapped him. <laughs> that was one of the controversial, controversial You have two things. lines in this movie. Just get it right. <laughs> he was actually a dog originally, but then they like shaved him and fucked with him. <laughs> fucked him. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, so he's a fucked dog. Anyways, I say look at, let's get into spoilers. Um, right. And I would also say to anybody listening that it's not really the kind of movie they that I spoil. feel like is very spoilable. But if you do care, you should stop listening. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Stand By Me, we will be talking about plot details. But yeah, I would say that it's not really heavy on... It's not the movie you can spoil. It's like all about the details. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's about the experience of watching it, I mean. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with with that, what do we have to say for ourselves? <laughs> well, one thing... So also I was going to say about Corey Feldman. Like, do you see why he was such a popular kid back then? Like... His personality shines through in the way that it comes through in this movie. He was like that character in a lot of the movies that he was in. And so he Mm. became this like icon of like, you know, authentic boy. I don't know. Or like cool, just sort of semi edgy kind of guy. Like he was such an 80s like I mean, he was my favorite. He was my favorite in the movie of the four main kids. And it was like. It was, yeah, it was like his cool factor and mm-hmm. it's like... And he's kind of crazy. It's like the kind of kid that I would have wanted to be mm-hmm. and also like hang out with. It was like the kind of character that he was was like just magnetic, I felt like. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was an, ex- he's an exciting character, definitely. He used to, it seems like, it's like, isn't it interesting? And I like his like, look That's what too, he used to know? be like and then now he is what he is. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> That's why it's like... When we talked about him before, I'm like, oh, no, he used to be, like, so cool <laughs> in the 80s. It's just interesting how he's changed. Well, I'm going to split the vote here and say that my favorite character was Chris. Oh, yeah. Well, he's great. Yeah. Chris I totally is Chris River is Phoenix. The, Chris is River Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm and so he actually Phoenix. reminded me of a friend that I had growing mm. up, and mm-hmm. that's probably why. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, the, the, the just genuine, but yeah. not from a great family, mm-hmm. and nobody really believed him, mm-hmm. but he wound up... You know, he was just such a strong-willed dude and a, a centered guy. Yeah. You can tell even as a kid that he was mm-hmm. just not going to, like, you know, give in to anybody's bullshit. Yeah. Even though nobody expected anything from him. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting about River Phoenix is, like, his family, he was, like, started acting at a very young age. His family was, like, this hippie family, and they, like, moved out to L.A. or something like that. And um, he was, like, thrown into acting and basically like they relied on him to bring in money for his family i think wow. I, I i watched a bunch of videos about him a while ago and i'm i might i hope i'm remembering this right but it's just kind of interesting because i think that his personality in real life might have been kind of similar to that a little hmm. bit you know or like kind of i don't know like he was kind of a force that was 
you know, holding things together in a kind of way. Mm-hmm. So what's Rob Rayner's tactics for oh. doing these performances? At well, his one thing yeah. that was really interesting was, okay, the train scene when they're all running away from the train, mm-hmm. like that was a very um, limited sort of uh, limited resources type of a scene where they like had to get it in a very few amount of takes or maybe even only one take. Well, you can also, it seemed like the sky was changing a lot. Like it seemed like they had to do some stitching of times of day or something. Something like that. But I heard that he basically like just was verbally and like emotionally making like not abusive towards them, but like was basically yelling at everybody and making people cry on the set and just being really hard on the kids that day just so that he could get that performance out of them like on yeah. camera. And then after they got the shot, he was like, all right, you guys, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean anything I ever said to you today. Like I <laughs> wow. was totally joking. I just needed you guys to be in a certain mental state so that I could get that shot because it was really important. And like basically put them through this crazy emotional like stress that day. Hmm. Like, and they didn't even know, like they just thought he was like, really angry at them. I don't like that, honestly. <laughs> you know, and, and I and I do see why that wouldn't fly. Well, no, it works. especially to a child. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm fine with it in a way. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Because they I created think, art. Know, I think man. it would have to be set up beforehand, though. I think there there needs to be. I think that is fine if there's like established beforehand in a in just a meeting, a pre meeting. That's like just so you know, I'm gonna be during the making of this film. Like, I want to elicit certain emotions from you guys. And, like, there will be times that I will have to, you know, act a certain way or do certain things that you might think are, like, weird. But I'm going to have to do that to get certain reactions out of you. Like, just so everyone is aware. No, it totally would work. It totally would work. But here's the thing. I don't, I think that, like, that level of treatment is not, I do think there's a point where it's crossing a line. But that, to me, is not past the line yet <laughs> like i think that what maybe alfred hitchcock did to tibby hedron might have been crossing a line you know like with the birds or whatever and actually like having her be physically attacked by real bird isn't that kind of what, what the fuck oh yeah there's like all kinds of crazy shit about the birds i knew he was being kind of a dick to her but he i didn't was, know specifically what i she, think he that did. she actually have her was, attacked by birds i might be wrong about that, but I know that wig. he <laughs> no i heard first off that there were real birds that were coming. No, I know that there was and lots that of she real... was actually getting pecked at, <laughs> huh? Or something like that, or something like it was at crossing a line for sure yeah. with her. But like with this, well, what else? What I think else those in, kids in are going to be fine. You know what, what I mean? Like movie, despite though? the way he did that. How about um, Rob? Rob Reiner. What else did he do? Rob Reiner. I yeah, mean, well, well, that's kind of the main thing I'm talking main, about. Oh, okay. But I think that he also, you know, he would just put them in these kind of places without them really knowing it is my point one thing i wanted to talk about this is somewhat related to this uh that i found pretty wild was that these kids smoke in this movie oh yeah and i'm just just thinking to myself like oh my god are are these like real cigarettes one that was my first thought i was like okay i was like trying to figure out if they were real cigarettes or like trying to actually see if they were inhaling or if they were just holding it and like about to inhale and then they'd cut away or something definitely but they are one inhaling like, one of them's not though uh chris o'donnell you know the one yeah. who plays the fat kid <laughs> what's his name i forget in the movie I oh uh the names are gordy chris teddy and Vern. Vern, sorry Vern. Uh, when they first show Vern smoking which is i think the first person they show smoking the cigarette in that campfire scene it's clear that he's not inhaling. <laughs> At uh, least that first puff. Because <laughs> uh, I always noticed that. I was like, yeah, he didn't inhale. This which is probably what his character would do anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you yeah. go. But, but it's oh, wild burn. that they like, Ugh. what, did they really just have these little kids smoking fucking cigarettes? Who knows? They might have been fake. 
That's crazy. They're smoking something. They're smoking. I mean, they got to make the smoke. I mean, then again, it's just one cigarette. <laughs> no, it's not. Not when you're oh, shooting. And that so led to cigarettes. heroin for that at least like, one of them. You know what? Like they that, probably got lot. paid a hell of a lot of money to do it, too. What do you mean? <laughs> because it costs a lot to like pay for somebody to smoke in a movie. Like It costs oh. a lot extra. I didn't know it's that. It's a big thing. Yeah. Huh. Even for adults. It's like a big liability kind of a thing. Oh. Yeah. But I wonder if it was just like the rules were different back then or something. That's what they I was They probably thinking. were. Yeah. Like, I, I was just thinking to myself, like, how the hell... <laughs> Because that would that definitely would never fly. I mean, maybe like a fake cigarette. Obviously, I'm sure a fake cigarette would be fine. But like, mm-hmm. it seemed like maybe these were real. Now mm-hmm. I don't really know, and I haven't fact checked this at all. So maybe you know who knows. But if those are real, I mean, that's like wild <laughs> to me. Yeah. That's like wild that you'd have like kids smoking in your film uh-huh. and having to kind of smoke probably a lot of cigarettes to probably. get all those takes in. Yeah. But anyways, I thought that was wild. Don't um, you guys think Kiefer Sutherland in this movie is like amazing? <laughs> yeah. His so he played the bully. So I didn't good. even realize that. Yeah. yeah. He played the main, the main yeah. bully. Yeah. yeah. Ace. Yeah. It's so funny. I didn't no realize ace. all the people that were in this movie until the credits rolled <laughs> to the end. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I just think he's like the perfect bully, you know, in this now, movie. Now, if we're going to talk about hotties. <laughs> oh, Kiefer Sutherland? <laughs> Not Kiefer Sutherland, but. Oh, Eyeball, his friend. The one with the dark hair, curly hair? Dark well, curly hair. The older dark brother. Hair. The older brother to Chris. Maybe. The one who's and like there's the kid who steals who, his the, baseball cap. The one who's walking with Kiefer Sutherland in the beginning and they steal Gordy's New York Yankees cap. Well, I can't remember who it was in the beginning because I only started to think he was hot halfway through the movie. It was probably <laughs> eyeball. There's the one who there's also the one who spotted the body originally. Right. Burns with there's the blonde guy and the guy the other yeah. guy who was like The ones who were like, We gotta tell him. We gotta yeah. tell him. Anyways, point being, point being. Hot. Now, see, there you go. <laughs> now, now, I speak my language. Look, man, that, I love yeah. a bully. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this movie used to be just like a full-on like hot guy fest. I mean, full fledged. <laughs> I used to think, honestly, I used to think they were all hot, like except for Vern. But like, it's funny because ironically, Vern, another fat that, kid, ended up being like a super handsome guy later on in life. He was yeah. like a notable. Fu- There's hot also guy. no diversity whatsoever in this film. It's like right. all white people. There's maybe. F- Three women, I but think. But that's probably Two what guys. it was like back then in that town, you know, at that time. I mean, I guess Realistically, so. think about it. Like, they're in Oregon Lumbertown. in the 1950s. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess probably so. it was like but that. I mean, Oregon is like one of the widest states. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. just, it was, I don't know, it was notable to me. Like, mm-hmm. watching this movie, I was like, wow, this is just, everyone is white. Yeah. And yeah, vast majority of them are males. It's like, not, I mean, I, I understand that because it is about, I think it's more about male adolescence. It's obviously oh, about sure. male sure. adolescence. So, yeah. I mean, like, it's not like I, I'm like, where's the girl in the group? You know, like, I get why there wasn't. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I was more noticing just like the lack of diversity. I was like, well, this is kind of crazy. But yeah, I guess you're right. That is, that is a good point. The two things that stood out to me as being cringeworthy mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, were one at the end when when Gordy or Will Wheaton is talking to Chris mm-hmm. River Phoenix and they're about to like le- depart from each other and Gordy goes, guess I'll see you around, man. And then Chris goes, not if I see you first. Not if I see you There's first, just something baby. about that that was like, yeah. oh no, they did not just do that. <laughs> and then the other part that always bothered me was when the adult Will Wheaton, who's played by Richard Dreyfus, is yeah. typing this whole thing. Oh, yeah. He's sitting at his computer. Yeah. I never liked the fact that it was like being. Why doesn't even need by... to be like a. a well, well, yeah. You know, like. Why well, does it have to be a voiceover? I didn't really. No, the voiceover I'm, I'm fine with. Um, 
I guess I guess how else do you do it? You know, right. I guess you have to establish that there's a narrator. That was a or thing for sure in the eighties too. Was, they had a lot of movies like like that. I was mm-hmm. in I, I I was down with the voiceover, but I guess I don't know. It's a tough call because it's like, would it have been worth it to get rid of the voiceover to not have the I think kind of cheesy like framing device of him being like this writer who's mm-hmm. writing about his childhood and right? And that always bothered me too as a kid watching this movie. It was like. It was depressing to me that that's what Will Wheaton turned out to be like, that guy. <laughs> he turned you know? out to be Richard Dreyfuss. Like, yeah, yeah, Richard Dreyfuss, who I did not find attractive. <laughs> and he literally like types out the um, the, end the, the like the point of the movie, or yeah. you know, like he types out. The, I never uh, had any friends like the ones I had when I was twelve. The which worst is like, part, that's like the pitch. Of I was the just going to get to my second Jeez. point oh, of being anyway. like the one cringeworthy thing was the very last sentence he writes. So he says, "I never had any friends in the rest of my life like I did when I was twelve. Period. And then the last, the next, the next sentence he writes is, "Jesus, does anyone?" <laughs> That was just like, okay, let's edit that out, guys. Like, that did not need to be there. That was not a good thing. You're just thing. pushing the nostalgia, you know? But the thing is that I actually now realize is kind of cool about the fact that it is being told by a narrator and an adult with two children who are clearly not as cool as they were. You know what I mean? Oh, like there he you was go. when he was a kid. Yeah. Is like I think it also emphasizes. <laughs> How can you say that we meet them for like they just five seem so seconds? Dorky. They're just five like, seconds. They're like, come on, Dad, we want to go swimming, and they're just oh like, oh my God, give these kids a chance. I don't know. They just clearly don't seem like as cool as. Well, that's the other because kids. we just spent two hours with. They should other be walking kids. in with like uh, work clothes and steel-toed boots, swinging hammers. Something come on, like Dad, that. let's go know, build a shit. barn. I think it was like to emphasize though that the kids then were like, you know. I think I it emphasizes that, point. like, his that was childhood really the was, like, the whole movie, way cooler than, like, like what it had become. Like, were in the 50s. They sure they were. were. <laughs> you know, there were cool things about that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel like that was a message at all. I well, why felt would like they was, choose to have like these was, kids in it? Like, why would they choose to have like these it, two kids in there that being like, Dad, come on, let's go? I thought the two well, elements... The, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the two elements that made the, um, the adult narrative more powerful were that you do see that he did become a writer. Um, yeah, which you could have done with the narrative and like, and then I became a writer. And right, you never see him. Yeah, but it was better to just see that he's a writer. Mm-hmm. I thought, and uh, and then he's telling the story. As and a you could you could have also, uh, yeah, you know, it, the movie starts. I think it's fair to say, with him reading about his old buddy Chris yeah. di- dying, def- you know, being right, stabbed, to death. stabbed to death. Um, and you're just wondering about that the whole movie. Like, whoa, you you, you learn about this child, you know. You can learn about the stabbing first, and then this child five minutes in, and the, you know, for me, I was like, well, how did, how did Chris die? He seems like a, such a good guy. It keeps you wondering the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think there was there's uh, a good part to that element. I think when he's looking over at his kids, it's clear that what he's seeing there is their connection. And it's like, that is what spurs him to write those last two very cheesy, admittedly cheesy <laughs> lines. Mm-hmm. But like, it's like he's seeing in his kids oh yeah, there is something really special about an adolescent friendship because right, he sees right. them interact with each other. He goes like, oh, my dad always gets like that when he's writing. Mm-hmm. And, no, and no. he sees the friendship in that. That was a callback to when Will Wheaton tells Chris, he's like, am I weird, dude? And then Chris is like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, but everyone's weird. And I think when that's a callback to him being a writer. Like they say he always gets like, my dad's weird. He always gets like this when he's writing because when he's writing, he's going back to like when he was a child, basically. You know what I mean? And like remembering that he was weird. Like there's a double entendre going on there. kind of. I guess so. But I also think that there is a strong correlation of him seeing these kids in a similar age as to what he's writing about at that Mm -hmm. exact time. And like kind of 
understanding the thematic point of everything that he had been writing about, which is that, yeah, adolescent friendships is unlike anything else. And it like, it seals the deal for him to write that stupid sentence, basically. Yeah. The uh, cringe-worthy parts to me would have been... Uh, the the ch- child therapist, the, the, these kids are talking to each other <laughs> like friggin' mm. trained, you know, psychotherapy. You know, uh, the Chris character, the best mm. friend, mm-hmm. yeah. where's like, you know what, man, your dad doesn't believe in you, but I do. I'll be your dad, and yeah, and that, you, you gotta. I wish you dad gotta, was your dad. Yeah, and I, I I see it in you, man. You're so great. You can do it. It's like, where the fuck are you? This, this, mm-hmm. I don't think that's how. Oh, well, that's like, not how I remember. Zappy. Yeah, I don't remember 12-year-olds talking to other 12-year-olds like, hey, man, you can do it. Live your dreams. <laughs> you know, I, this, yeah. I didn't really, I don't know. Well, he had he was like a mature kid for his age because he had to grow up fast because he like lives in a dif- dysfunctional house and blah, blah, blah. I did but I do agree that there was a certain with, yeah. cheesiness like when they would have these talks sometimes, like there was a little bit of a, a forced sentimental too, yeah, kind of thing going yeah. on there. And even like when Chris cries, it's, like it's a little bit like, okay, that was a little I bit I kind of zoned out in that scene, honestly. I was like yeah. not that engaged. That was the one scene I was not engaged by was like his just profession of, you know, whatever. Being like the, you know. <laughs> I was into the whole camp. The, the whole child. camp part was really fun though. Oh, the story is so awesome. The pie, yeah. the pie. The pie thing oh, is great. That's best definitely best one of really in good. any movie ever, I think. What? Um, best vignette. In, in totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. great. It's yeah. excellent. It's hilarious. I know. It's awesome. And like the visual gag is just hilarious. Like I love that everyone pukes blueberry too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it makes no sense that <laughs> everyone cool else that he calls it like a barforama. <laughs> barforama. Yeah, that's exactly what Full a clever kid would, that's the kind of story that a clever kid would write. Yeah, totally. It's awesome. Um, the leech part, that's classic. That's yeah, oh, I did want to talk always. about the leech on dick. I uh-huh. did want to talk yeah. about some leech dick or on balls, dicks. we don't know. Oh, well, I guess he did kind of say balls, but that could just mean anything. You it know? could, it could mean just anything. mean anything. Yeah. Could mean anything. Well, it was clearly like on his <laughs> private parts. Yeah. <laughs> yes, not his private <laughs> Clearly. Parts. I like that. Probably part. on his dick. Probably How could you dick. know? Yeah. How could it you just seems like with that, that amount of blood, like it came out of his dick Oh, blood can blood can come. What dick hole? Jesus. That's what I thought when I was No, a kid. blood blood's coming out of blood's coming out of your fucking ball sack, I feel like. I don't know. But seeing that scene as a kid, I remember being like very disturbed by yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, I was Oh, you weren't like, turned on because it's your favorite boy? Well, I felt like, oh my god, I need <laughs> like, to help oh him. I always <laughs> wanted to help him even more in that moment. Oh, I was I like, see. this poor child. He's I like, see. God is a dick being sucked by a leech. <laughs> <laughs> just I think I, so like I think sad I, I think I once told you this story but I definitely John hasn't heard mm. there was one time <laughs> that I went to a music festival uh, mm-hmm. that was in the mission you know it was, it was in a grassy area grassy nook went to this festival had a great little time it was sitting on the grass a lot I had my shorts on you know just doing a, doing a, doing a thing yeah get, get back home does. yeah get back get back home and uh, like there's just a sort of little tingly sensation in, in my in my ball zone <laughs> and um i think to myself who this is this is an interesting thing that's happening but whatever and then i just sort of like continue on for you know several more minutes and then there is just a sting there's a sting like a bite kind Whoa. of thing going on on my ball sack oh my and now God. i'm thinking like oh shit did like something ride up in a weird way like did my underwear pinch me and like you know sometimes yeah, that can happen it does. so i'm like adjusting i'm like adjusting my my underwear a little bit and i'm like this is not going away no this is a thing right now and luckily i was home at the time so i was able to very quickly just drop my pants <laughs> and lo and behold there on my ball sack was like this tick thing like Whoa. this 
It was bigger than a tick. Oh my god! And it had like little legs on it. It was a very just strange. Bigger than a tick. It was bigger than a tick. Oh my! It was like mm, let's see. It was like mm, that's just awful. It was M&M? like maybe um yeah maybe like yes kind of M M&M and M like oh my okay God, that's yes huge was it an M M&M? and M it was <laughs> not an M M&M. and M I saw this thing and I'm telling you my heart sank I mean like yeah. when your dick and balls is in danger yeah, yeah. there is a true sense I felt that like exactly. that yeah, yeah. scene I was like yes <laughs> it's like they're true it's like a fight or flight mode because you're anywhere like, else on your body you're like I'll just deal with yeah this. you're like but oh, I'll like, flick oh. it off or like oh shit I got a tick fuck that you know like yeah. it's never a good thing but your ball zone it's like I can't I don't know what's gonna happen anymore so anyways I I ripped it off. <laughs> oh my it was God. like attached. It was attached. Oh. It was attached no. to my balls. That is I like awful. R- I had to rip it off and like I threw it away and I I just remember like jumping around in my room. Yeah. I was just like so wigged out oh of just my like God. oh my God. Like I couldn't That's I was like trying reaction. to shake off right. the fact that I just had to do that, oh you know? I was like, I have to like empty this out of my mind right now. I have to like just somehow get over that this just happened yeah. mm. and you know i think i took like a shower and i was just like wow. thinking deeply about my life and <laughs> life I felt violated and by i this felt thing. really violated by wow. this bug i think in yeah. that scene in stand by me too there's like a sense that he was violated he was very like, much sexually violated, violated, was sexually in a violated. Huh. <laughs> there is a little bit of a sort of sexual violation there and it's like it made me really feel for him <laughs> <laughs> Everything As a kid. in that movie made you, and then but he, uh, the scene afterwards, like he's, he's like got this thousand mile stare leaning against a tree, and everybody's right. like, "Oh man, we should it. turn back, we should turn back." And I, yeah, wow, that uh, yeah, the violation idea of the leech—that's like, I should write a little thesis on that <laughs> as a metaphor, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Any loss, loss of innocence. Any final thoughts on Stand by Me? Um, yeah, just a great movie. I loved it. Loved it again. And I'll continue to probably to enjoy this movie for years to come. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Classic. Very Love good. it. Very good. Very um, good. But thanks for watching it this time around. For I'm sure. Glad, glad we finally got to watch that together. I'm glad I could watch it. Yeah. I, I had been meaning to forever. Um, yeah. So again, John, thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. Happy Appreciate to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah thanks. That was tons of fun. Um, yeah. So just be on the lookout for Fever Moon. It's mm-hmm. coming soon. Coming soon. Um you know you'll see the name you'll know it you'll own it um it will glow a thousand lights of sun type things long over us a, all yeah a, th- a thousand oh, well, long. sun no it'd be moon wouldn't it oh <sighs> good point perfect very good point perfect. that was that's a beautiful or is fever moon a metaphor for the sun oh glowing in your fever room. moon I should have called it Leech Balls. That would be a good name <laughs> it's for It's not too late. Leech I don't know. You balls. haven't launched this, right? I right, mean, yeah. You could still change it to Leech Balls. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, fix it in post. All right. Thank you so much, John, for being on this episode. Uh, this has been Totally Tell Me. We post new episodes on Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like it, share with a friend, subscribe, leave us a rating. And our intro and outro music is by Laura and Anton. And we'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode of Totally Tell Me. Totally Tell Me.